And welcome back to the Part-Time Otaku Podcast. My name is Dave. My name's Grant. And we're back. Another week of Demon Slayer. Today we're going to talk about Demon Slayer Season 2, Episode 9. It's like technically Episode 9, but it's really Episode 2 of the Entertainment District arc. Whatever. Um, If it's your first time here, we are anime-only viewers. We haven't seen the manga, so this is all very new to us. Um... Real quick, going to give a shout out to Reddit user that Greenleaf for the thumbnail this week. It's uh, what you're looking at right now, if you're looking at this podcast, of uh, Tenjin Uzui, the sound Hashira. Very cool fan art. You Love like that it. one, Grant? It's so good. He's so handsome. Pretty swell. Good. good uh, he's extremely handsome. It's, yeah. it's upsetting. Um, some good people in that uh, subreddit. Lots of really cool fan art out there. So hopefully more to come. And if you'd like your fan art to be featured, hit us up. Um, I'm going to read the somewhat official synopsis of this episode, and then I think we can uh, jump right in and talk about how we felt about it. Sounds good. Okie dokie. So, Tanjiro, Zenitsu, and Inosuke offer to accompany the sound Hashira, Tenjin Uzui, on his next mission to infiltrate the entertainment district and to help him find and rescue his wives and locate a demon responsible for the missing people in the district. All right. What'd you think of this one, Grant? This episode was fucking hilarious. Like... More the, comedy than not, right? More comedy than not, and the jokes just landed. You know, it's and the nice thing is too, like it was all kind of like similar comedy, like it's in the same realm. You know, it was not quite repeating jokes, but like it was almost like the jokes were leading into the next one, like constantly, like one after another. Mm-hmm. And it was just like you know, obviously we're watching the full episode, but if you pay attention to the full episode, it's just like the jokes continue to string from previous ones and going forward and forward and forward. It's, I don't know, it was a great, really good episode. Not what I expected though, either. So it was, it was an interesting watch. I agree with, uh, I agree with that. Really not what I expected at all. But I think, and like, we're going to break down the episode beat by beat, but just sort of like at the top, you know, one thing that we talked about last week a little bit and i think we're going to probably end up talking about more as this arc goes on is that like it is a little surprising that they're you know going into all this stuff that centers around mature themes as much as they are Mm -hmm. and i wondered like how are they going to navigate that on tv or in the anime like are they going to like take the heat out of it are they gonna you know what i mean like are they gonna do little things to like soften it or and and it feels like and i could be off but it feels like maybe they're gonna lean into comedy on the off beats a lot to like make the whole tone more balanced does that make sense yeah i i think it makes sense but i actually think this episode itself kind of nipped that in the bud um like you know it's kind of jumping around but it's it's what we're talking about Mm -hmm. you know they kind of they're not like flat out calling it the red light district, but like once you get there and it's revealed to us, like that's just what it is, right? It's yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and you know, it's funny too. You and I, um, I think I had sent you an article last week about like a lot of the Japanese fans are just like, confused. why don't you just call it, confused? Yeah. Like why don't you just call it the red light district dark? You know, like that's what that's, it is. And the direct translation is like straight up on that. Yes. So, so there's that whole thing, but you know, they kind of it's kind of assumed that maybe like, you know, the three boys are going to be like led into like a prostitution ring of some sort, but that's, it's not just these districts, like in this era, it's not just about that. It's about entertainment. It's mm-hmm. all, I guess maybe that's why they want the name too. I think that's not the COPPA, but I think that's how they maybe Westernized it a little bit. Cause there is a lot, the thing is like, it's, there's a very big young audience here. So they kind of tee up these characters. They're not necessarily going to be sexualized. I think, I think they joked at it a little bit here and there, but they all have different roles 
in different forms of entertainment, right? Like, it looks like, you know, in this case, probably going to be a servant of some sort. Mm-hmm. You know, Tanjiro's kind of like the house boy. He's kind of, you know, doing the running, all this and that, or house girl. And then, you know, Zenitsu's, you know, I don't, I don't want to jump to that, but he, he plays a, a different type of role um, as well. But it's, I think they kind of just nip that. I think it's going to be pretty spicy outside of them. Mm-hmm. Like, the surrounding, I don't think they're going to take away from the set design, but them directly, I think they're going to take, those elements aren't going to touch the boys, I think, anymore. Yeah, I think that's... If you know what I mean. I do. I think, you know, even still, like, I, I just wondered if they were going to find convenient ways to not talk about prostitution and, like, mm. not wave it in front of your face. But it feels like they are... They're doing that, but it's in sort of, like, a... It doesn't dominate the episode. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, I would say if anything dominated this episode, specifically this comedy. Yes. Like that was like the tone was extremely light, and obviously I don't think that means the whole arc will be. I think that just means this particular episode was. Um, but yeah, about that translation, like they—that's like how the episode starts. Is Zenitsu saying, "Don't you know what the entertainment district is?" Mm. And they're sort of—he's sort of like leading Tanjiro. You know what I mean? It's almost like they acknowledge, like, "Oh, you know, there's stuff there. What kind of stuff? Well, you know, like yeah. they don't. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> no, I, I have no idea." Uh. Um. I also, I want to say, like, throughout this episode, they do something right off the top and also throughout. Like, they're not trying to make Tengen. Is that how you're pronouncing it, by the way? Tengen, Tengen. Yeah, Tengen. Tengen? Tengen? With a G? G? Anyway. Tengen, yeah. I don't know, whatever. We'll figure it out. (laughs) They're not making Tengen, uh, Rengoku, or Kyojuro, like, 2.0. No. Like, he's not the super cool mentor that is like just flawless in everything he does you know what i mean like the mm-hmm. comedy beats that they're putting on him is like incredibly different yes. um they didn't do any of that really with with kyojuro so i think that's important that like we're not just bouncing from one hashira to another you know mm-hmm. what i mean because yeah. we kind of are but like you don't want to see them like just reuse the same trope you know um i don't know i, I think that was really I, you know, because we were kind of iffy on him last episode, and again, guys, I promise we'll get into the plot of the episode there, but I actually, by the end of this episode, I do really like his character. You yeah. know, it's, he, like, he always had those couple weird moments in the first episode, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, culture or not. the whole episode that was off. That whole last yes. third was, was off. I don't, I wouldn't blame him, but yeah, keep going. No, 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 I wouldn't, but he was, like, a part, he was kind of a byproduct of oh, some yeah. of the stuff that didn't work, yeah. and this episode, like, really solidified, like, oh, this dude kind of, like, A, knows his shit. He's kind of a goofball, but like he's serious at the same time. Like it's he's he's a very, like a very colorful character, which works well to him being flashy and flamboyant and all that. And he going forward, he's like who I have my eye on because mm-hmm. like yeah. the boys are a known thing. We're gonna see some cool stuff with them for sure. But Tenjin or Tenkin, you know, he's I think there's a lot a lot of really cool stuff coming down the pipe for him. He's so extra, <laughs> extra. I love it in like a good way. Like he's oh, yeah. he's over the top, but he's not like too over the top. Mm-hmm. Even though like he kind of puts off that like not yet, so anyway. flashy. Not yet, yeah. Um, we did we did sort of call it uh, that the uh, ending credits of the first episode is the new OP. Mm. It's good. Um, yes. I'm not gonna watch it though. <laughs> like I just feel like it's relatively spoilery. Like I mean, I've seen it once, and like I guess like I've seen it a hundred times at that point. But sure, I feel like it goes through probably um, most of the beats of this arc. And I also think like you know what we talked about offline was like this arc is remarkably short. Season one was around 25 or 20 odd episodes. This one is what 18 or 19, and they've already so, yeah. they've already burned seven. 
mm. and we're on nine now, so we don't have very many left. Um, so I just think that the OP is probably particularly more spoiler-filled than regular, but we also talked about last time about how that's like kind of... The culture. The culture, and that's just sort of is what it is. Um, okay, post-OP, they get into the entertainment district officially, um, and it's just sort of like Tengen or Tengen expositing a little bit, giving everybody like the lowdown of like, this is what the entertainment district is. Like the boys immediately get like distracted and everybody gets separated. <laughs> they all start jumping out. It reminded me, of, it's funny, we were talking about last week on the post show, but it reminded me of uh, in Jurassic Park when they all just get out of the ride <laughs> and they all start running off into the bush and they just immediately bounce. You would yeah. think of a Jurassic Park. <laughs> I know. It just made me think of that. I don't know. Like them just, you know, running away. Um, they talk about like just how the actual like prostitution hierarchy or her prostitute hierarchy works um you know there's like a a high rank and then like the the ultimate goal uh kind of being like maybe someone buys your freedom um and just like the levels of sophistication that there are um what is the term i think for like the highest rank it's oiran oiran yeah and like they're not only you know obviously beautiful but intelligent they're masters of traditional arts appreciate that they took some time to do that Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're in a wisteria house. I forgot that they had these. Mm. Like, because didn't they have one of those in episode or no season one? Yeah, I'm assuming it's through like the the Demon Slayer core. Like, this is their kind of hideouts because wisteria is what keeps the demons away, right? Like yeah. the wisteria tree. So it's probably like a safe house for them. Yeah, you haven't seen Avatar, right? Last Airbender. No, I have not. Literal sacrilege. Um, okay, yeah. So then. We're in the uh, Wisteria house, and then there's, like, more exposition stuff, but there's lots of comedy throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, this whole scene is him, uh, Tengen, explaining that he has three wives and that they have hopefully infiltrated um, this network of prostitution rings, but they have since stopped communicating. And his hopes are that we're going to find them and find any demons responsible for their disappearance and for the disappearance of other people maybe we should stop here and just be like uh, did this work for you this whole scene so i wanted to ask it, it did work i think it was funny zenitsu was like super dialed up even for me like at, at yeah. one point but <laughs> did, i almost felt like i was gonna have not a seizure but like i i could not keep my eyes straight on one there was one point between zenitsu and tengen they were going back and forth on at like each other close-up screaming and stuff and, well, there's close-up screen, but the screen was kind of like zooming in and out. Like it was almost mm-hmm. like it was pulsing. Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck! Like I can't look at this." Like I was like, "I'm just gonna have to like try and know Japanese." Like I just had to close my eyes. I couldn't watch it the first time just because it was so like you know it was late at night and I was getting fucking dizzy. I was like, I didn't. Di- I don't like shit like that when they fuck around the screen. Oh. But because uh, we're getting older, but <laughs> <laughs> but it did work though. Like it's you know again we we kind of. Like, that's the thing. There's so much comedy in this episode. I, we can't sit down and, like, break down every joke that they make. Like, it's a lot of one-liners. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Inosuke absolutely kills it this episode. Like, he has a line in this scene where he's like, well, your wives are probably dead, right? <laughs> Dude, that was, like, that was easily the best uh, comedy beat. Because, like, you know, I've been semi-critical of Zenitsu and, like, yeah. just in the past. And in this episode, like, he does, like, his shrillness takes me out of it sometimes. But in the beginning of the episode, he was the straight man. And that was, like, really, really funny. And I was like, oh, like, you know, when he growth. plays it, when he plays it as the straight man, he's fucking, he's, you know, it, it's some, the comedy is easier to, not comprehend, but it's easier to take it. When he's, like, dialed up like that, you're like, whoa. It, <laughs> and I just wish it wasn't, I mean, I, I don't like either of those things. I don't like the dialed up stuff. Yeah. 
when it's abused. And to be fair, maybe it wasn't abused. Maybe I'm just like prickly. Um, but it's like he tends to get specifically dialed up about like weeby bullshit. Mm. And I hate that shit. And maybe again, like I'm like have a bit of a hair trigger on that because I just it does it just takes me out of it. Um, and those were two. That's that's what the whole scene was, right? It was him being jealous of Tengen having multiple wives and, well, and screaming his head off about it. I think when it got to that point, it was too much. But like the opening argument of the show is like, <laughs> I would thank you for not using us to try to find you a wife. Like that was I thought that yes. was no, a no, funny no. read. I, to- I totally agree. I totally agree when with that. when there's confusion at that point, then it gets you know explained. You know, when Tengen gets into like no like. I have a wife, you know, we're going to go find it. Yes, like, it, it does, like, it it ramps up so fast and so hard. Um, but, like, all in all, like, the scene's good. And just, like, you know, Tanjiro's just kind of, like, sitting there quietly sipping his tea. <laughs> like you you were 100% right about the Inosuke line, though. That was, yeah. like, the funniest moment of the episode for me. Because yeah. it's just, like, it, it. they did a good job of, like, I bet the viewer, everyone's thinking this, right? Like, those wives are totally dead. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, it's like, wait, so you sent them in? <laughs> like, why would you do this? Like, who, you know, who knows? Like, we're going to find out later they're all fucking badass assassins themselves or some shit. Um, or, or demon slayers or, or who knows what we're going to find out. But it's like, on the surface, it's like, so you sent them in to mm. a place where people disappear and we believe there are demons here. And you're like, oh yeah, go figure it out. And then you stop then we, hearing from them suspiciously. Yeah, but <laughs> they're you know, totally they do that. Dead. But then they they lead with some you know some you know some lord bombs of like well, no they're all they're all essentially shinobi or they're all ninjas and they kind of get into their art and all that. So they kind of hit it up top like they're capable like they're they're fighters probably and all like they chose to go undercover. So it's they kind of did this thing this whole episode where it's comedy. And then, like, reveals the truth about it, the seriousness of it. And then, like, they continue to do that throughout the episode. It led in with the comedy, like, the silliness of the situation. And it's like, well, actually, no. Like, everything, it's capable. We're good going forward. Mm-hmm. And da, da, da. So it's, 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 a, it's a fascinating episode, man. Like, it's, it, I feel like there has not been an episode like this. Maybe that one, one of the Butterfly Mansion episodes in season one would be the closest to this. Yeah. Where it was reserved. It wasn't a lot of action. It was just kind of the characters kind of just let loose a little bit bit of development well not even not even so much development it's just comedy you know just kind of them getting oh it reminds me of um when they're trying they're doing like the cup challenges with keo oh yeah they're like the training the training like the recovery like you know i think inosuke was depressed didn't want to do anything and zanatsu had given up and it was arms were still short yeah oh my god that was a good bit but uh yeah i don't know like i said it has a lot of comparisons to that episode in that way but uh but yeah. yeah anyways we'll move good, on there good point um so following this there's like this whole montage i don't know if there's anything specifically you want to talk about but it's the scene is just tenjin tengen walking around the entertainment district with the three boys who he has disguised as girls <laughs> um, to try and get them to be taken into a brothel so that they can train and you know just sort of help out and like kind of start at the bottom and, uh, you know, more or less just to gather intel. Um, and he gets them all a spot eventually, I think. Oh that was funny, too. Just the rejected line at the end, you know, when Inosuke gets picked. That was, that was also really funny, too, when the woman in the crowd, like, has a hunch about Inosuke. Like, you know, there's something underneath all that makeup. Just kind yeah. of creepily staring at him. In the street. And he's, like, crouched, like, thicking his ear. It's so funny. <laughs> I love Inosuke. Dude, the Inosuke character is one of the weirdest like in general when you think about it oh, yeah. like a guy like an incredibly like visceral kind of primal dude 
Who's Scott of the Mountain Dew. Yeah, who wears the head of a boar. And then the reveal is that he has a beautiful feminine face. Yeah. Like, what a weird, like, it just, it's, it's still out of left field. Yeah, yeah, it's so fucking weird. Um, and I'm so glad that we're, like, coming back to that. Mm. And that it's, like, used in this episode. Because one of the really funny moments... Or he has one of the funny moments towards the end of the episode. Um, okay, so what what really happens from here? I think, you know, the curveball is that... I think Zenitsu gets picked last. Is it Zenitsu that gets picked last? Well, I think Tengen kind of just, like, forces him on someone. Like, basically give him away for free. And, and it kind of leads to, you know, Zenitsu is going to get revenge. Also, again, that's another one of my favorite moments in the episode. It, it reveals Zenitsu playing the, the shamisen. Shamisen, yeah. Just shredding, like absolutely dominating the instrument, and it, which is like animation galore. It was really, like, was cool the veins see. on his arms, and you know, like just seeing him actually play. It actually works uh, tonally for his character, too, mm. because as Tanjiro has like that, uh, the scent, right? The yes. super superhuman smell whatever he can smell emotions um zenitsu has had moments about his hearing yes where he he's described like how he can tell like kind of the essence of a person from their from the way that you know they make noise yeah and so like a relatively literal interpretation of that ability is he probably has a good musical ear as well and they even make they they make a point of it too it's like you know Mm -hmm. like there's people in the crowd watching him play they're like oh we heard you know he only needs to hear an instrument one time and then he can play it and then the line, I don't know if it's, like, the, the head of that house or the, the one woman is, like, oh, no, this girl's going to go far. She's, like, I can feel like she wants to get back at the man that dropped her off here. Yeah. <laughs> it just gets the line of, you know, tending, like, yeah, yeah, just make him wash the toilets. Like, take him for free. But, uh, <laughs> oh, so uh, should we, I don't know if it's super noteworthy, but... They do, you know, obviously everybody's, like, in makeup, but Tengen changes. He looks like a completely different character. Like, he, he yeah. clearly had the much mo- like the most radical change mm-hmm. uh, to his appearance. Made himself unflashy. He, yeah, but, like, I, yeah, I just didn't anticipate that whatsoever. I don't know if that's... I don't think there's, like, any big thing about that. But, yeah, he looks completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, cut to Tanjiro. There's a whole scene upstairs in this brothel here. He helps... This is the juice. This is the juice. So he helps yeah. uh, take up a bunch of stuff. You know, he seems to be... Like, a, you know, their covers are holding, relatively speaking. Um, mm-hmm. And then we learn a new term called Ashinuke. Sorry if my pronunciation is off. Which is basically like they run away, right? Mm-hmm. They run away. They're slaves. Or, well, I don't know if slaves is the right word. But they, they are not free. Um, they are all indebted. No, they're in, yeah, they're indebted to someone. And... Um, you know, there are girls that have just been literally running away. And then, ah, forgive me, I forget the, the name of the particular wife that was at this brothel. Oh, the main, the, the, uh, the most requested one. Yeah. Yes, I, yeah, no, I'm blanking on that um, as well. But they, the, the two girls that Tendro comes across are gossiping about, like, maybe she committed Ashinuke and she ran away. Mm. Um, he's sort of, you know, asking about that when the oiron of that house... Um, breaks up, tells him to stop gossiping, gives Tanjiro some uh, candy, and then there's this whole scene about, like, you know, he he can't lie very well. I think that worked pretty good for me. Like, it, they make a bit about him saying, oh, that's my older sister. I'm just concerned. I want to know mm. who she is. And, but he can't lie. But he can't lie. So, like, they do all this, like, funny animation stuff. Did that work for you? Uh, yeah. Like, it's... It, it was... The episode had been so silly up to this point. The fact that, like, they kind of broke... You know the 
what do you call that the fourth wall mm-hmm. a little bit you know mm-hmm. by revealing it to like it's we're watching like a projected movie or something like that like a like an infomercial mm-hmm. it was just like this episode is just all going all for it so like who the fuck cares you, <laughs> you know it was, you yeah. could tell like in the storyboarding like they must have just been like okay we're making a funny episode well it was also too like leanne and i were watching it there was so many sh- when we were watching it, there were so many points where we were kind of just like looking at each other, like that looks straight, like it was pulled from the manga, like it had to have been, just because yeah. the way the animation is and like the still shots and all that. It's they were, I think they were really, really trying to honor like what this was from. I think because you know, because I feel like it'd be weird if they tried to do it any other way. It would be kind of flat, you know, if they had just tried to him do that face. You know, I think they had to switch things up a little bit. It would have been too repetitive this episode. No, I, I agree, and like I, I think you're probably right about pulling from the manga like frame for frame. Like I, I was telling you, I got the first volume of Full Metal Alchemist, mm. and it was, you know, I was really shocked. Like the animation style, like you know that, um, I don't know how. I'm sure there's a term for this, but they do it all throughout this episode where they just draw the character like at a lower budget mm. intentionally to make like for comedic purposes. Yes, um, like that. They do that in manga as well, and that like you're probably right. Like they they probably in the manga they're like okay, like the reader's gonna know we're fucking around here, because mm-hmm. um, it's you know the medium doesn't have audio, and I feel like you really rely heavily on like the the yelling and stuff like that when you're watching mm-hmm. anime. But I, I think you're probably right. Um, okay, where do we go from here? Oh yes, they say that they found uh, this girl's diary, and that. In the diary, she sort of confesses to committing Ashinuke, which seems like planted. Um, and Tandra has a really good line of like, oh, how convenient exactly for, for a demon to have like a situation like this, which is like laser accurate on his part, which it's just like, goddamn, love Tandra. <laughs> you know, like, it's yeah. And uh, Tenjin at the beginning of the episode, he says like, this is like perfect for demons too, right? Yes. Because it's a literal district that comes alive at night, dead during the day. So the environment is perfect for demons. And then, yeah, there's all these perfect outs um, to explain the missing people because people don't probably don't stick around these types of places very often. And people aren't really long. thinking of people that are, like, indebted that way, right? You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of, you know, it's, it's a recurring theme in lots of genres and all that. Like, people aren't thinking of women going missing and all that. It's, it's, it's a really dark story. The show is really dark, but if you really peel back the layers of what's coming and, like, or what's going on and what's probably going to come, the show is going to get dialed up. Like it's gonna get really dark. I think. Yeah, I I uh, I hope so. Like I want I want to lean into the darkness a little bit. Like mm-hmm. I want Demon Slayer to remain Demon Slayer, and I think comedy yeah. is a part of that. But I'm just like really interested in where this whole thing uh, where this whole thing goes. Mm-hmm. Um, next shot is the, like the shot literally from the OP of Tengen overlooking the city, mm-hmm. and I feel like this is pretty blatant foreshadowing. But like we've already seen the OP, so I think we know where it's going. But he says yep. like I wonder if there's an upper moon here. Mm. Do you like sirens? Oh, I love them. Can you hear them? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I'm podcasting from the entertainment district. <laughs> um, that door. Yeah. The, I think, yeah, okay, the next scene is pretty much how the episode ends, um, so we can end mm-hmm. on this, and then I've, I've got some cool intel for you after this, actually. Okay. Um, Inosuke, in all of his feminine beauty, is walking around, and we realize that Tengen has told him never to speak, because his <laughs> voice is so bad, or so low and raspy. My favorite part is, I don't do falsetto, like, it's not good, I'm not kidding. Yeah, he was <laughs> very, like... I don't, would you say is, older brother is the wrong 
uh, like this relationship that Tenjin is like quickly developing. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if it's only no, brother. He's or no, what. he's no bullshit with them. Yeah. Like even one of the bits at the beginning is like, um, I, <laughs> you refer, you will think of me as a god when yeah. I say like you are puppies. I want you to think about how to woof or bark. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a whole thing. Like, that was that was very funny. Um, but yeah, that was a good moment. And then you know he like does a good job. He, I love that. He's walking or he's running because he's has a lead, and the couple of the girls are like, "Be careful!" And then he doesn't say anything. He yeah. just has this quiet bow, <laughs> and yeah. he walks more slowly. <laughs> um, but he hears the name of one of uh, Tengen's wives, Makio, mm-hmm. and how she's sort of disappeared. Or no, she, she hasn't disappeared. She's supposedly very ill. Yeah, and she won't come out of her room. Yes, and. That's when we cut to her restrained, presumably by the demon from the OP, who mm-hmm. presumably might be an upper moon. Um, Unless that's just a bait and switch. Which, like, good call out, because it could easily be, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we see her being questioned uh, by a demon, kind of bloodied up, and asking where those letters were being sent to, and that's the cliffhanger. Gr- like, I know it's weird to say this, but like awesome cliffhanger good cl- no i agree J- just the um, like right amount of you know precedent leading into the next episode you know the, the it's an you know it's a clearly a tense moment like i really hope that the next episode just opens into that you know it's like Me too. action right off the bat or it's going to be he opens the door and then like it's just the room is normal like the he- demon immediately bounces i think that more likely is what's going to happen but yeah um because you interpreted that as that was taking place in Machio's room Yes. Right? Okay, that's mm-hmm. how I interpret Yeah, okay. I wasn't sure if that was, like, their intent. Mm. But, yeah. So. so, it sounds like the wife, or at, le- well, at least one of them, has found a lead. Probably two. But they're covered, or not two. All of them are, are have disappeared. But they've been well, compromised. There's one that we know, potentially, like, you know, did the... Uh, uh, Ashinuke. Ash- Ash- and then... Potential, you know, we know Makio might be upstairs waiting for Inosuke mm-hmm. to bust into the room. Makio at least confirmed alive. The alive. other two not at confirmed the alive. Yeah. Yes. So it's, you know, the mystery is still afoot, which is nice. It's kind of nice in the first episode of this mystery, you know, because like last episode was just kind of setting it all up. Mm-hmm. We kind of have like the first major clue has been found. You know, it's not like we've been waiting three, four episodes. We're kind of like, we're not chasing our tail around with, with the narrative. Yeah. Like, we're here. Like, we have something of substance, and now we're going to run with it. So, which is smart. If it is only so many episodes left, like, you know, um, uh, 12 or so, I think, mm-hmm. of, of what this arc is going to be. So, mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, it's just, I'm happy with that. Like, I really don't want this to drag. And I can't imagine it will, a show like this. Like, it's it's all about the momentum, and it's always had very good momentum. So, yeah. from again, from what we've seen. So yeah, speaking of momentum and end of this arc in general, our social media guru uh, Vivian had uh, jammed our last episode uh, for the beginning of this arc, mm. and she had some insight because she's read this art in the manga, okay, but not all of the manga. Um, and she had two things that I think are worth noting, and one is you know we I'm always curious about pacing for the show, sure. right? We one thing we talk about in a lot of the anime that we watch is like how long will this go for? Especially if there's a manga out there that is complete. It's like, I want to know, are we in for 10 seasons of Demon Slayer? Mm. You know what I mean? Are we in for five or less? Or, you know, in terms of, like, the the pacing. Um, One thing that I think is a big detail is there's only 11 arcs in total. And we're already six in. Hmm. So we're 
probably more than halfway through. Um, like it really depends on how Ufotable does this, right? Like, do they do another movie after this season? Um, do they just like jump right back in in 2022 or 2023 with a follow-up season three? Um, but I think either way, like they're probably two. It feels like this whole season may only cover one actual arc. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think that I think there's you know some substance to that because like it, how often do you actually see in the branding of a show where like they call it the arc? Yeah, you know. Often, so yeah. it's I think I think you know obviously like the in the show people making the show like Ugo Table like I think they know what they're working with and they're I think they're just trying to segment or uh, sectionalize it effectively. You yeah. Know? I think, you know, it kind of puts in perspective the movie even more. Because it does. They're, they're probably striking when, like, with the chance that they had to, you know, make a fuck ton of money. <laughs> because there's only so, so many limited options. Like, it almost makes me wonder, like, we're probably due for at least one more. There's probably going to be a final movie for this, would be my guess. It's, it's crazy because, like, on paper, that sounds like a good idea. But, like, we've just seen this kind of shit not work time after time after time. You know, like, mm. Cowboy Bebop just got canceled less than a month after its debut. Um, like the live action series and you would think like the appetite is out there and obviously people like Demon Slayer it's just like I I don't know if I would have believed you if you said Ufotable was going to do season one follow up with a movie right before season two and that that movie was going to be like the highest grossing anime um, mm. or the top one or two of all time it's just it's ridiculous um, the second note she had was about the blue spider lilies okay from um from the uh, first episode. Now, this uh, no spoilers whatsoever. Um, other than blue spider lilies in real life are not real. Um, okay. But in, uh, you know, we talked about how the red ones, they used to use the red ones at the end of the season one episodes mm-hmm. all the time. And they actually used the red ones. You and I didn't, I don't think either of us watched uh, the first seven episodes that recap the movie. Did you watch any of those? I watched the first three. Oh, okay. Um, she, so she says, the blue ones aren't real, but the red ones that you've mentioned are typically associated with final goodbyes, especially if that person is a warrior slash samurai. If you watch mm-hmm. the first seven episodes of season two, the end credits, they're mostly shown in the scenes where Kyojiro are in. In legends and old Buddhist scripts, it is said that the red spider lilies are used to guide the dead through samsara, the cycle of rebirth. Hmm. So I think, like, you know, they're probably just, like, uh, emphasizing the red spider lilies on behalf of Kyojiro dying. Mm. Um, I think, you know, the blue ones are not uh, literal, but, like, you know, maybe they're mythical. Maybe they exist in the show. Who knows? I still hold on to my original theory that, like, they were, would enhance Muzan Kibutsuji somehow, whether Some that's a snake alive. oil going on for sure. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I thought those were, like... Mm. Uh, two neat insights, so I thought I would mention them. Very interesting. I actually have a funny little anecdote about. Me. So on Sunday, uh, we went uh, went out of town for some you know a Christmas uh, a Christmas event, and uh, we got some Christmas shopping done. And uh, we were we were in the mall, and you know walking by GameStop, I pop in just you know see what's going on in there. Mm-hmm. GameStop I had never been before, mm-hmm. and there was these two kids, and I just completely overheard them, but they were going fucking buck wild over. Tanjiro and Nezuko water bottles. Really? Oh yeah, like it was just it was they had to be like I want to say like 9 9 or 10. Like, you know, young kids and I was like, "Oh, that's so, you know, it's kind of, it's so crazy to see that in the wild." Like it, it was like you and I, if you and I were like when we were younger talking about Dragon Ball Z out in 100%. public, you know. And it was just it was just such a fa- fascinating insight into, you know, like where like what kids are watching now and 
And then, uh, so this was on Sunday, so we come home, we get back at the end of the night, you know, Leanne and I fire up the episode, and it's, you know, it's this episode, and I'm like, holy fuck, are these 10-year-olds watching this? Like, Dude, the first episode of this series yeah. is called Cruelty, Yeah, and it, and it shows his whole family violently murdered. <laughs> like, no, I know, but that's the thing, you know, there's the whole thing, like, it's, it's it, you know, it's, it's hypocritical, but, you know. A lot, I find some parents don't get worked up about blood and violence. Oh, the second totally. is even like a hint of sexual content. Yeah, a little you know, cleavage. Every, whoa, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Everyone gets all fucking like uptight and you know freaked out. And like, it's just, it just, I was, we we're watching the episode. All I could think about was those two kids being like, what is this? It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like the Saw movies or like even like UFC events. It's like, yeah. oh yeah, you can show like some, like bones breaking. You can show awful mm-hmm. things in real life, but you cannot say the F word. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's pretty funny. It was funny. It was, it was it was just interesting to see out in the wild, like you know. Dude, it has really infiltrated the culture. What we can mm-hmm. end on this is one thing I recommend you and anyone listening does is check out the Universal Theme Park in Japan. Okay. Um, they just Google or YouTube um, Universal Demon Slayer Theme Park. Um, Universal Studios has like theme parks in Japan, and they do like these crossover promotions, and they did rides uh, that were demon slayer themed they had food that was demon slayer themed m- endless merch um like it's a big fucking deal over th- like it is vi- as mainstream as it gets um over there and obviously like i think the movie and the anime are doing really really well here as well mm. so pretty cool um i think we can probably end here right yeah i think so um awesome okay thank you guys for listening we'll be back next wednesday with uh, another episode of demon slayer um but before that on this friday um like every other friday or every friday rather uh will there be another episode of the post show if you haven't listened to that that's just the episode where we talk about everything else that we're watching this week we're probably going to talk about a ton 86 arcane jojo mob psycho hawkeye mcu stuff movie stuff um everything else that we're watching so check that out if you haven't um Thank you for listening. Follow us on social media, Instagram. Do the appropriate social media thing on the appropriate social media platform. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Cheers.